Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to the Toast. Happy Tuesday. I'm so honored that you've chosen to spend your day with us. Yes, happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome back. Whenever I'm the here, Jackson Claude IRL. Whenever I'm here, like the days aren't like days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't feel like we need, like at the beginning of every show we need to like have that conversation. I don't know if it's just like the Florida lifestyle or the fact that I'm not home. Yeah, but for those who are listening, they need to be reminded of the day, the right. significance of the day, and, and they're still experiencing the Tuesday. Right. So I think it would be a little selfish if we just willy nilly the days of the week, which people have come to depend on us to know what day it is. And selfishness is not something like anybody would ever use to. Describe me. It's, it's not in the DNA of this show. No, and it's not an attribute I currently hold. No. No. Is the selfishness in the room with us? Perfect execution. Thank you so much. And to answer your question, no. The selfishness is not in the room with us. But what is in the room with us is us. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I really am. I thought you were going to say what's in the room with us is our new lights. Our new lights. We'll, if you're watching on YouTube. We'll know immediately, like when the video is done and it's up, like if this was a sleigh. Yeah, I bought some new lights. We bought some new lights. Um, we went to this fabulous store yesterday. Who drove? Jackie drove us in her Tesla. And there was a lot of driving. There was. The, the camera and lighting store was about 20 minutes away. Like it wasn't just a hop, skip, and a jump. It was, it was no highways, but it was a journey. It was a journey, but we found what we were looking for. We did. And I just don't know if I set them up correctly. Like, you know, I am the IT department of the Toast, but like I'm extremely limited in my knowledge and my experience. And I just kind of like make it up as I go. And today was one of those experiences where I realized like, I know nothing about lighting. It might need a little rejiggering throughout the week. I also feel like, would it kill us to just like find a lighting expert, like come here and help us? No, it wouldn't. Like if you... Don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, like... But what's a lighting expert? Uh, but but it's a thing. Like the guy from the store was a lighting expert. Yeah, but he didn't know what like we were really working and with. And he didn't seem like he does like freelance lighting consultations. No, he owned the store. Like he was really busy. Yeah. Whatever. Nonetheless, all that to say, YouTube, we bought a new tripod and some new lights. So as as always when I come down here, every episode will look a little different because I can't stop futzing with things. Yeah. And so every day it'll be a new angle, a new, you know, shadow. It'll be a new something. Just bear with us. Like I, this is how I express my like creative side. I'm really just kind of an entrepreneur and a creative when it comes to production. Would you say you're a creative? No. No, I wouldn't. I'm like, I'm like literally wearing your pants. Like I'm like the least, or Okay, I was going to say like original. I'm not like an original. That's not the question. Okay. The question, you know, like a creative, someone who's creating. No, I'm not. I don't think I am either. I'm very right brain. Yeah, and I don't think that like creatives watch as t much TV as I do. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. They're busy creating. Right, and like, you know, on sketching. Their, on their iPad, <laughs> yeah. like getting, or one of those like tablet things. Yeah, and I've never had a, um, what is that thing called? Um, Stylus? Oh my god, literally, how did you know that that's what I was thinking of? Because you went like that. Yeah, I think you were going to say a wand. <laughs> I, yeah, I've never had a stylist, for not for clothing, clearly. Stylist. For, stylist, like one of those pens. Therefore, I am not a creative. Right. And I don't think you can truly consider yourself like a creative slash art director type of person, creative director, if you don't own or have never owned a stylist. I think that's fair. Yeah. And I don't make the rules. That's just like the rule. The rule. I didn't make it. But you're enforcing it? No, no, I'm just sharing it. Inevitable? Question mark? 
Um, that was Jackie quoting my award-winning comedy special that you can watch on Prime Video. It's called Lean In. I have a couple of favorite quotes, even though I haven't even, like... Jackie hasn't even... Like, Jackie does not support thing. women in comedy. I haven't watched the whole thing because I was watching it and you were mad at me for watching it in front of you. Okay, Jackie, like, the day my special came out, was like, oh, let me watch it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Can you go into the other room? No, I'll sit my ass right in the living room and watch it on loud in front of all the kids. And like, mortifying. I just watched the Barbie movie. Like, I'm going to be a few minutes... A few... Yeah, you don't have the like, bandwidth right now. I don't have the bandwidth right now. I am catching up on Southern Charm, though, in my free time mm. and reading Josh Peck's book. Check. Ever since I stopped pumping, I have the time to do She's unstoppable. I can do one of those two things. I'm so glad you're reading Josh Peck's book. I I, don't, I talk about Josh Peck's book like I wrote you it. You do. That, so that's why I was like, I'm just going to read the damn book. Let me tell you why. And you get a lot of your insights about child stars and addiction. Yes. From the book, and I like insights. It is a, a, my reference point for a lot of like addiction-based commentary that I make. And him and Jeanette McCurdy's book is really how I know so much about child acting. That's very true. Um, I also just think it's the perfect memoir. Like from someone who came out on the other side, who's been through a lot, but who's also like a part of our childhood and who gives you really good insights. And like, he's very um, transparent about the money, which I really appreciate. That was one of my favorite parts of the book, like how little money you make as a child actor. So it's so good. But does your love for the book sort of conflict with your... Hatred of the good guys? <laughs> Hatred of the good guys. Oh my God. So Ben, you know, non-supportive king, never listens to the show. And of course, like the toasters were DMing him about like our one-sided imaginary beef with the good guys. And he was like, what is like, what is this about? And I was explaining to him, I'm like, oh, it's just like funny. And honestly, like at the end of the day, like we're using our platform to promote your podcast. So like it's all good. Ben was like offended. I'm like, okay, grow up like it's a joke snowflake <laughs> yeah literally it's giving sensitive <laughs> alert i'm like oh really you're gonna do that okay i'll stop i'll stop talking about your podcast oh someone can't even clown on good guys anymore we, no Taking we can't away my we can. joy no once i said like i'll stop talking about your podcast he was like no it's fine yeah keep talking about it they had terry dubrow on this week ben I was saw. in one thing about ben is like he's familiar with the bravo universe and and the ancillary characters but for years he has had this like real interest in Terry Dubrow mostly because he thinks he looks like this guy we know but also because Ben is just like obsessed with him he's like a Jewish doctor king and I think Ben was like actually starstruck because Terry was in New York usually Ben will go to LA for the guest episodes or he'll just be like the remote loser co-host who no one listens to but Terry was in New York and Josh was kind of like the loser co-host who no one was listening to for a change and Ben was definitely like got home and he was very like giddy he's like he's just so impressive like and Terry's business is really impressive yeah. like of course the doctor thing but then botch and they had, like all these skincare lines and ben was just like really kind of taken with terry that's what a good podcast guest should leave you with yeah you should leave every good interview being like obsessed with that person yeah that's classic podcast interviews whenever i listen to other people's episodes that's literally what it is like people becoming best friends and me watching them you know it's like such a thrill yeah but i guess that's a sign of a good one a good yeah. guest you really should get along no and you know like when two people aren't vibing and like they don't promote each other's episodes and, like it was just not good yeah i love that speaking of fellow podcasters mm -hmm. we started training for the 5k <gasps> i forgot about that i kind of blocked it out because i flopped like i really flopped you did not flop so jackie and i went to the gym with like the same goal i thought which was to do our first Soto stride. I've actually I've done one, so I was like a little bit ahead. I like two. So our trainer, Hillary, I told you guys, is putting together like a plan for us and she's basing it off of what she thinks I can do. So we're obviously starting slow, like she's not yeah. dumb. And so the first Soto stride, we have three months. She said, month one, I'm gonna get you really comfortable running a mile, month two, two miles, month three, three miles. And so the first Soto stride is like this 12 minute 
exercise where we're going to end up running slash walking a mile. And we did it. And I was like, so I'm like, yes, we did it. And then I got off the treadmill and like continued on with my workout. I did like a little virtual class and Jackie like stayed on the treadmill. And I was like, oh, that's cute of her. Um, We left the gym and she was like, okay, I did the 5k. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) Like you didn't even like, you kind of just like, like did it behind my back. Honestly. I, I wasn't my plan. You you went behind my back. But the first mile went really well. And I, when I go to the gym, I like to work on the treadmill. Like I'm still in my cardio mm-hmm. era. Like I, you know, I'm trying to shed. So I would have been doing the treadmill anyway. And then after we did that first mile, I was like, let me see how long I can run for. Because you had just said you accomplished running for one song. And I was like, can I run for one song? Right. I was bragging slash lying that I did four minutes when I really did three. And then I was like, uh, let me see how many songs I can run for. So I did one song and then I was like, I think I can make it can, can continue. I did two. And then I was like finishing two. I got into three. And then I was so close to almost at a mile that I was like, okay, my new goal is running one mile. This bitch ran for 12 minutes straight. I, I So I did a 12 minute mile. Crazy. That was my second mile. What like speed? Between five and 5.5. So a jog. The thing is, is like running a 5K on a treadmill. It's so helpful. Like the speed numbers. I don't know how we would do it IRL. We could like do on the it. street. We don't know like what speed are we going. No, you, then you have to measure your output. Like, am I exerting a f- level five, six, seven? Like a ten is a sprint, right? A six is a jog. Not for, by the way. I feel like it's different for girls, boys, and how tall you are. Like for me, like a five or a six is a full blown sprint. Like my legs can't keep up with me. Maybe that's just because I'm out of shape. So what's a ten? I couldn't. I would die. I would fall off the treadmill at a ten. No, you have to personalize the chart. Are you talking about ten? Speed? No. Oh, oh, oh. I'm oh, talking oh, about, you know, like, you know, a scale what's of one your to pain 10. level. Understood, understood, understood. Yeah. Okay, okay. So my 10 would be like breakneck sprint. Yeah, yeah. Where like you literally can't, like your legs are just going. Six, seven is joggy. So also to say, Jackie ran a full blown 5K yesterday. Like this thing, this mountain that I'm trying to climb, she just like did it behind my back while I was like doing an arm exercise. Then I said to Charity, like, Try to go on the treadmill and see how far you can go. Even if you have to walk the whole time, you could do 3.1 miles. Yeah, I haven't done like the, the 5K to completion and I don't know if I can. I think that you can. It just might take you a while because you might have to walk a lot. Right. So yesterday I did running and walking. I did the 5K in 42 minutes. Which I feel like if we showed up to the 5K wherever it's going to be and we like slayed in 42 minutes, like I think people would be really impressed. Right. I feel like that's respectable, but I could bring it down. But we will be running side by side. Oh yeah, we had this conversation yesterday I'm not too. Leave you, and you can make friends without me, or vice versa. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like whatever we do, we do it together. Even though, like, by the time the five k comes, I'm hoping we're like on the same level. Yeah, because we're doing the same training. Like, I'm really hoping. Um, I just think you should try. You should give yourself a little more credit, even though I liked Hillary's plan because, like, slow and slow wins the race, and like to build up to it, you'll crush the five k by May. But you should just see where you're at right now, how long it would take you. Like gun to my head, if I had to run a 5K right now, what would my time be? Right, and then you'll see how far you come by how long it takes you in May. Okay, I like that idea. Tomorrow, I did plan on trying like a full-blown 5K. I have a blowout right now. I couldn't do a 5K, like I needed. You have to preserve. So I'm gonna go swimming today, so I'm gonna have dirty hair anyway. Tomorrow, oh my God. We're not recording the audio, but we are recording the video. Does the audio go in if we don't press? Let's find out. Let's stop. Oh. I think that it does. I think that it does too. But, but let's just check. Find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crisis averted, you guys. Oh my God. I seriously would have jumped. I, like I would have, you would have been allowed to kill me, but you couldn't because I would have already done it myself. No, and if you weren't here, then we couldn't redo the episode, but it actually would have been fine. No, no, like, that was my fault. Usually we, we have to press record on the camera and on the audio. And today, I don't know why. I was just like, 
not I, but I'm clearly not feeling myself because that's were not anti audio. I was anti audio. <laughs> so what were we saying? Oh, the five k. So journey has begun. I feel like getting started is the hardest part, and I'm really proud of us. Yeah, I'm feeling really good about it. I hope that it happens. But <coughs> I don't envy Bert and Tom because, like, how do you get land for a five k? The track. I don't know. Yeah, you have to like shut down streets. No, so I imagine like why they haven't told us where it is yet. It's not because it's not real. It's because like it's hard to plan. Yeah. And what I, I feel confident. Like I'm glad we started. I'm glad we have a lot of time. Like I don't feel rushed. I feel good. And we'll keep you updated on our progress. We definitely will. And feel free to train alongside us. Yes, I, I did hear rumblings amongst the community that the toasters were thinking of running a 5K that day in solidarity with us. Oh my God, that's so cute. Whether it's on a treadmill in their neighborhood. Oh, and I did get to see Jackie's gym where you've been, you know, shredding. And it's a gorgeous facility. Thank you. It's crazy how different gyms are like in New York and Florida because you just have like space here. You're not like climbing on top of someone on the treadmill. Yeah. It was just, it was so civilized. I enjoyed my time. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's a peaceful. It's a peaceful place. It's a peaceful place. And it just, you know what it was giving? Gym. You know? Classic gym. Not like Equinox. Like New York no. gyms are so like, it has to look like a spa. It's not a spa. No. It's a terrible place. It's a gym. It like smells like a gym in a good way. Like yeah, equipment. Yeah. It was just giving like, I don't know. Okay. You know what it was giving? No. I, 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 can't, I can't explain what it was giving other than just gym. Yeah. That's what it was giving. I think we should get into the day's tasks. The task ahead. We have some good stories. We have some Super Bowl follow-up tings. Love. And we have a hilarious story that I can't wait to talk about Alyssa Milano, correct? Right. I requested that story. I saw it on Twitter. I was cackling. One of my favorite tropes in media is celebrities asking their fans for money. Yeah. Like in a charitable way. It's just an interesting- Donations, yes. Yeah. So without further ado, here are the past five stories that you need to know. That was actually the wrong adieu. It should be, it's a do. Oh not, my god! Not IEU. Don't be so self-critical. Like it, they're confusing, and now I say it all the time in the show. Do better. Do better. A do better. Do better. A do better. Today's episode and us doing better is brought to you by Macy's because you know Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It's on Wednesday. This might be the reminder that you needed. Tomorrow, thirty. Oh my god! It's already Tuesday. I would know that if I knew the days. <laughs> The Macy's Gift Finder makes it so easy to shop for everyone special in your life, including yourself. Plus, you're getting 25 to 40% off underwear, lingerie from Calvin Klein, Gap, and more top brands. Some exclusions do apply. And everything that we're going to talk about today is available at Macy's.com slash gift finder. Whatever you're shopping for, whether it's like something sexy for yourself, sexy for your partner, you don't have a partner, you just want to buy stuff, and it's Valentine's Day and you want to treat yourself, Macy's is really like a one-stop shop. You can get anything and everything. Like the classic Valentine's Day items, of course, like lingerie, sexiness, little intimates, his and hers, robes, pajamas, you can get at Macy's. But also like, let's say you're, you know, have the Valentine and you want to, you know, do it a home DIY project. Like they have an amazing home department. They have amazing fragrances, amazing beauty. Like treat yourself to some makeup, whatever it is. Macy's is committed to empowering the next generation to create a brighter future for all. And that's why they're supporting UNCF, an organization that funds, funds scholarships for students at HBCUs now through February 29th. So get excited and give back and learn more at macy's.com slash purpose. You can help Macy's and UNCF continue their impact by rounding up your purchase in store or donating online. So again, that gift finder link is macy's.com slash gift finder it'll really help you find something for whatever stage you're celebrating on wednesday and macy's.com slash purpose to learn more about that amazing fund today's episode is also brought to you by lumi so january is come and gone but it's not too late to start your new year's resolution no we're not talking about getting tangled in an elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salads how about smelling better thanks to our sponsor lumi you can smell good with or without clothes all year long 
Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on pits, but also feet, privates, and everywhere else that we get odor. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind, pH-optimized formula. They've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it, so make the switch to Lumi, and this year, it'll be all about head-to-toe confidence, no salads required. Of course, we have an offer for you guys. New customers can get 15% off all Lumi products with the exclusive code and link. So that code is code TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, at Lumi Deodorant, L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. What I personally like about Lumi is that they focus on like whole body odor, not just like armpits or one specific area. It's like when you're either sweating from working out or just like being alive, it's a whole body experience. It's not just like one part of your body smells bad and everything else smells fine. So what I really like about Lumi is that you can really use it everywhere and they're tackling whole body um, fragrances, whole body deodorant. It's safe to use anywhere on your body. That includes pits, under boobs, thigh folds, belly buttons, butt cracks, vulvas, and feet. I just like that they're talking about this, you know? It's like the girls in the commercials, it's like, oh, like my armpits. Yeah, no, but like, what about the cracks? What about the crevices? What about those moist, dark corners of your body? Lumi's got you. So head over to lumideodorant.com. Use code TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, at lumideodorant.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Gorgina Blue Nile. We love receiving gifts from loved ones. Obviously, it's the thought that counts, but there's the element of surprise that you don't always get when you're shopping for yourself. But you know what you do want you know what you do get when you shop for yourself, exactly what you wanted. So especially when it comes to jewelry, which is so personal, if you're buying jewelry for yourself, there's no better place to do it at BlueNile.com. So if you're buying jewelry for yourself or, you know, you have a boyfriend, husband, partner, girlfriend that like requires a little bit of a nudge, send a link, Blue Nile, you know? They offer thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. Whether you're looking for a bit of special sparkle for yourself or to give the best gift of all, Blue Nile offers some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase, like 30-day returns and a diamond price match guarantee. I have a gorgeous pair of hoops. Um, They're like multicolored gold hoops with different stones from Blue Nile. Let me tell you, they are obviously beautiful, but they also just like wear really well. They're not, you could tell they're made really well. They're not gonna leave your ears green. They're just like a really good investment piece that I'm really glad that I have and they really go with everything. You can't beat the ease of con- or convenience of shopping Blue Nile. They're the original online jeweler since 1999. And if you have questions, their jewelry experts are on hand day and night via phone or chat. So go to BlueNile.com to find the perfect piece today. That's Blue Nile, B L U. E-N-I-L-E.com, BlueNile.com. Their experts are there for you. So if you have a question about what makes a diamond different from another, you want suggestions on gifts at different budgets, their experts are there for you anytime. So BlueNile.com to find the perfect piece today. That's BlueNile.com. Thank you, Claude. Yeah. Well, um, uh, 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 um. Our first story, Super Bowl celebrations, Taylor and Travis. Oh, yeah. Hit the clubs with her parents. Yes. Taylor's with me to TikTok. She didn't. I was scrolling TikTok and you know when like you're, this happens to me a lot sometimes on TikTok more and more frequently because I've been seeing so many people like making original content about the toast. And when I first see the piece of content, I kind of disassociate. I'm like, wait, why are these people talking about me? And I'm like, wait, that's my sister. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, and then I saw this video. I'm like, wait, this looks like Taylor Swift would have taken this video because it's like, right. And then I was like, oh wait, it is. One thing about Taylor and what I think what is part of her, you know, appeal is, um, She's kind of like a grandma. She's really a millennial, like in a lot of senses. And especially every time she's made probably 10 TikToks, everyone is worse than the next. Like it's so millennial. It's chug, too delicious. She is. It's hard to make a TikTok original content. You're telling me. You're telling me. Yeah. So there are a lot of cute videos and stuff from the party. The You Belong With Me, which we talked about yesterday, but a new angle came out of Travis. And a new song. They also played Love Story. Yes. We had seen that yesterday. Oh, did we? 
they were dancing to Love Story for a second. Yeah. Um, and then Travis was in the DJ booth with the Chainsmokers. A new angle just dropped where he sings, um, Why can't you see? Are, Are you in love with me? me? Are you, you in And then love? he said, You belong with me. I love, like, I am still sort of wrapping my mind around the accessibility we have to these very private moments. And it's mm -hmm. coupled with the, like the fact that I think Taylor cares a lot less. Like she's not in this like crazy private relationship, but also like the NFL, the nature of everything they go to is just public and they yeah. know that. I'm having such a hard time wrapping my mind around it. It's, it feels um, like a parallel universe. It's so different. And these videos, I'm just like, I, I can't digest them. Like, it's crazy. It is. I'm one curious to see, like, how public they are after this. Because now, like, when she was going to a game every weekend, it's like she had she, no choice. She had no choice but to be public. So it'll be interesting to see how much they choose to share after mm -hmm. this. Two, like, not to be, not to underestimate him, but I feel like him changing the lyric was more so, like, a flubbing of the lyric than... Oh, wow. That's a heinous accusation then like you know putting his own spin on it intentionally okay well but it, but it, it turned out to be cute but I just feel like he might have mixed it up okay I'm actually glad you brought that up because there was a moment there during the week leading up to the Super Bowl there was like so many cringy moments from reporters asking Travis like really inappropriate questions and so many of them went viral and people were like as they should shaming the journalists like it was really it was abhorrent behavior um and one of the girls Female reporters was like, Travis, finish the lyric. Karma is the, and he was like, guy on the Chiefs. Yeah. And she kept singing and then he like didn't answer for the next one. He was like, all right, next question, which he should have said because it was embarrassing, but like maybe he didn't know it either. I don't think he knew it either. He said guy on the Chiefs because that's the time he heard the song. Right, Which right. by the way, I think in general is better that he doesn't like sit there on learning, easy lyrics, learning all the lyrics. Like Easy lyrics. He could just be like a casual just supportive mm -hmm. of her, not such a fan. Um, and I think for Karma, it's a newer song. I don't know how much he listened to Midnight. So yeah. I think it's fine. And Guy on the Chiefs, that's the one he knows. And he probably watched that video over and over again. Yeah. But I think there's a chance that he, he got a little confused with Which I think along is with sweet. Me. But that's, that's a hot take. Like, because everyone else was like, oh my God, it's a declaration of love. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, I could definitely see that being the reality. Like, but the... Ends justify the means. Like, it sure. doesn't matter, and it was really cute. And actually, it's cuter. You know, sometimes the best things happen. A happy accident. A happy accident. It's cuter that he changed the lyrics to be something so sweet. But I, I think that he thought that's what it was. I like that. Because then also, he reverts back to you belong with me after. Like, oh, Right, shit. right. No, I like that. And I, I don't know if he's someone who just, like, makes up lyrics on the fly and changes songs. Yeah, no, no. It's so us. It, it is something we would do. It's something we do. No, and also like he's so drunk, obviously. Like the you just not the creative juices aren't flowing. Yeah. But they were they they were. I didn't realize until Taylor posted that like unbelievably amazing TikTok that she did bring her parents. And I always forget that these two are divorced. Because they, they always like show up together and there's never been any like drama or anything. They're just like quietly, you know, separated. Um and it's just like an interesting fact, you know? I wonder what Taylor's like personal experience with that was because she is this like hopeless romantic. Yeah. I, a lot of people are children of divorce, but I do find like the people I know whose parents get divorced later in life, it's like much harder for them to experience it as opposed to being like an eight-year-old. You're like excited about having, you know, two bedrooms. Yeah. And she's so, I feel, I think she probably puts so much emphasis on her parents' relationship and like was looking for that. And I wonder like what that, and she never like wrote a song about it or anything because it's their life and she totally respects their privacy. But I do wonder like what that experience was like for her. Like, was it? Earth shattering? It could. It has the potential to be, unless. 
I could see it being earth shattering for her. Yeah. Unless the writing has been on the wall for a number. You know what I mean? Like, unless like you're like mature enough to realize like your parents are so much better off apart. Yeah. And it was not great for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't think there was like a big scandal where, you know, Andrea cheated. Like, no, but like if, if your parents hide everything from you and then one day you wake up and you're like, we're getting divorced and you're like, what? So everything I saw was a lie. Yeah. Oh, that can be earth shattering. I get that. Right. But if they were always fighting and it's like, can you guys just get divorced? Yeah. Yeah, she's never spoken or sang about it. And I do wonder, because she's one of those girls, I feel like, who would put a lot of, like, emphasis and, um, like, she would want that, you know? Yeah, but Travis is also a child of divorce. Are they divorced? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. They're never together. Wait, double check, because I had never heard that before, but it's possible. She's always, like, a uh, solo. Wait, Mama Kelsey's a single, independent woman? We have to get her a boyfriend. Yeah. Who do we shoot? By the way, what about Scott? (laughs) Right? They should just do wife swap. It would be like they're not married. Oh, that is fascinating. I never knew that. Yeah. Have you ever seen them together? I feel like the dad is like. On the outs? Not on the outs because he's around sometimes, but like he doesn't have Mama Kelsey status. Wait, I'm like really shook by this information. I feel like that's something I could have bonded over. For sure. But they should wife swap. They should wife swap because like the dads look alike and the moms look alike. Yeah. Honestly. Would that be gross? Like, no. No, I feel like if they did wife swap, then eventually Taylor and Travis, like, if they broke up, it would be like, but they got together so that- For this purpose. So that two loves could- Yeah, prosper. And it would be beautiful. But yeah, I don't think they could all- And we're, I don't think they could wife swap and Taylor and Travis also get married. It's giving, like, Rufus, Lily, Dan, and Serena. Yeah. Yeah. It's also giving, like, Cher and Josh. Kind of. Yeah. The Cher and Josh thing, like- I feel as a society, we don't talk about enough. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's beyond strange. No, it was a weird way to, to because, go. Because Cher's dad is not Josh's dad, but he was a father figure. But, like, why couldn't Josh have just been, like... An a, intern. In, yeah, uh, a clerk at the law An firm. associate. I complete... Like, it was so unnecessary it that was he... was so unnecessary. That he had a familial connection to Cher's dad. Yeah. And, like, as a kid, I never noticed it. And I, re- I remember, like, the first time I watched Clueless as an adult and it clicked for me that, like, there was this weird familial bond. And I'm like, wait, that's weird. You don't think it was, like, subliminally trying to get us... Promote incest? To, like, make incest, incest digestible. Oh, you think it was, like, Hollywood's demonic side coming out? Um, no, I... I you know don't, because the movie's not demonic. No, but it was so unnecessary. Like, it kind of feels like a conspiracy theory. It feels like, intentional. <laughs> the fuck? Just trying to, like, warm us up to the idea. <laughs> Yeah, like to slowly dip our toes in the incestual pond. Yeah. I think you're onto something. I don't know, but the rest of the movie is not, I don't see any other demonic influences. Now we have to look at it through the demonic lens. Through the demonic lens. I don't know, she was like in the valley at a party wearing like, you know, devil red, and then she gets robbed. There. I don't know. I don't know enough about like Satan. I actually don't know anything about like Satan. I obviously know the word Satan, but I don't know like the religious meaning behind it. Yeah, because people get very, very offended by like satanic cultures. Yeah. Demon energy. We were just talking about this because of the ice spice thing. Right, because people are saying she's demonic. And like, I really don't know anything about it, except that it's like really bad in Christianity to like worship the devil. Yeah. And like devil, Satan, and demon are all the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Synonyms. It's like, you know, God. Hashem. Lord. Yeah, exactly. That's how I see it. So I, I don't know enough about it. But um, they were saying that Ice Spice was throwing up demonic symbols and she was wearing an upside down cross, cross. which is like 
I don't know anything about Satanic. it. Satanic. Enough to comment on it, but I do know that probably in the early 2000s, the producers of Clueless were trying to put demonic energy onto the youth of America. I don't think so. I you, think it was, you were the one who just brought that up. No, we. I, I posed the question and now I'm going to answer my question and say, I don't think so. I think maybe like one producer had a, like a little inkling kink. for incest. A kink. Yeah. And they were like, what if we just okay. made it the brother? I agree. But not, I don't think it was a top down thing. Oh, you don't think it was like a coordinated attack? Systemic, no. Like it wasn't giving Josie and the Pussycats a little bit of messaging? No, 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 no. Where would we be without that movie? We I reference- think it was just giving like one errant incestuous no, man. All it takes is one bad egg. It's always a man. Of course, no, by the way, we weren't thinking it was a female producer, don't worry. Like, it was Even the movie was made by a woman. It was made by a woman? It was like there's one woman heavily associated with the movie. Who? You'll know her name if I said it. But it wasn't. It wasn't her who had the incestual idea. I don't think so. Me neither. I think that she, Amy Hecker, Heckerling. I've never heard of this woman. No, you would. She does other stuff too. She, maybe like Pitch Perfect. That's so classic. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, she sounds like a queen. Yeah, she's a queen. Every time like she does something, they're like, and the woman from Clueless, you know, she's kind of just like. Oh, really? I've never heard anyone that. say that. Really? Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I always see her doing stuff. She's like tied to projects. I just feel like you're making that up. <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm not. Um, what oh, was the story? She's in. She did your favorite movie. What is my favorite movie? So, that, okay. like, you're making like a no, joke about. I would okay. It's not your favorite movie, obviously, but it's a movie that you really appreciate. I don't know what. What is it? Look who's talking. By the way, that is my favorite movie. <laughs> And look who's talking to. Not enough people talk about She did that look movie. who's talking to also. John Travolta, Kirstie Alley, and a talking baby. It is the greatest movie. I need to watch that movie. Actually, maybe I don't. Maybe it won't age as, like, I used to love it as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I should just let it be. Let it be. Yeah. Let it be. Let it be. Are you ready for our next story? Mm-hmm. Is it Alyssa Milano? No. Fuck. Just a little more Super Bowl news that's pertinent, yeah. which is that Super Bowl 2024 was the most watched telecast of all time, okay, reaching 123.4 million viewers. I want to ask you a question: Is does every year top the year before, so or is this how, considered impressive? That's how, this is impressive, but that's how it's been the last few years. Okay, um, before this, the biggest telecast of all time was last year's Super Bowl game between the Chiefs and the Eagles, and then before that was the Super Bowl before, the year before. right? So it's just like one; it's something that just keeps topping one another. But I also could see it eventually, you know lowering yeah. if it didn't stay relevant and right right was was this like a major growth from last year like can, can, from years prior like did taylor have an impact in that way definitely 115 million to 123 million i feel like there's 8 million swifties and you know what's so crazy when you think about it that's 123 million televisions i would argue like at least four people are watching because people have parties like yeah but you know what these rating rankings ratings mm-hmm. are so fucked i actually think they Include like three people per household. Yeah, so the, it's the largest audience ever. The um, it was measured Paramount Plus, Nickelodeon, Univision, CBS Sports, and NFL Digital Properties Plus CBS in general. What about like YouTube TV where we watched it? That would be CBS broadcast. Oh yeah, because it was a CBS channel. channel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of people are talking about the Nickelodeon broadcast, which was like they had a Super Bowl. They had the Super Bowl playing, but then they had like kid cartoon type of MCs explaining stuff apparently it was hysterical oh my god we should have watched it and like people were saying it was like so creative and so different and they put so much thought into like 
the graphics and it really people are lauding it as a, a huge and i think this was the first time they ever did it on nickelodeon that's so cute we should have watched it no like we shouldn't have but that was like when they did the london game and they also had it as um a cartoon game i don't know if you saw this so when they played in london a few months ago the i don't know what the technology is probably some ai but it was a the set looked like Toy Story, like in Andy's room. It was there was like a football field, and the players were playing football. And it was like the mirroring toys, the real game. It was mirroring the real game. Cute. The toys were playing the Cute. football game. I wonder, like, how the commercials worked on Nickelodeon. Was it the regular Super Bowl commercials? It would be a good opportunity to do separate commercials for kids. For kids, right? For kids products, right? Like Baby Finn. How do we not know about that? Know about what? Like that Nickelodeon was doing that. Like I told you, I knew. When did you know? When it was on, like everyone was no, but why about didn't it. we know about it ahead yeah, of like, time? Why was that? There should have been a story. That's my, I'll take that on the chin. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're, it's your fault. But I will just say that it didn't get across enough. Your desk. It didn't cross my desk. And of that course. says a lot. It does say a lot. But that's, it was really cute. Like people are saying like it was, it was so pure and like really well done. And it was like funny for the parents too. Yeah. And, and you still got to watch the game. It, it, it was the real game on TV. Yeah. And for us, like, it was the game started at six thirty. Like that's not bedtime. The kids watch right, the first hours. half. Right. So yeah, that would have been super cute. Um, glad that the ratings are still going up. Not surprising at all. I feel like football is more relevant than ever. Agreed. Um, in the culture, so that's great. And you love to see, you know, records being broken. I feel like everything the numbers are always going down, especially like with award shows. Yeah, I didn't realize the Super Bowl was the biggest, the biggest. telecast. I had never thought of it. If you would have asked me, what do you think is the most watched? television event of the year and I sat through I probably would have said the Super Bowl but I didn't know for sure that it was but it's like it's by the by the hundreds and like there's not there's not even a close second yeah I for, I think the close second is like the games oh like the leading up games yeah I thought you were gonna say like probably like the news on election night or something like yeah I don't know but still that's split between a bunch, a bunch of, different of different networks channels. right um we'll pull up that another time yeah yeah I'm not like I'm not that interested I can't lie but I think it's like it, in the college sports games I think it's yes. sports games you think it's sports rule yeah sports is kind of like the only thing that keep a lot of people paying for cable I would say most people yeah but now they have all this like Hulu live sports I, by the way I saw it on HBO Red Max Zone. HBO Max now like you can watch a Nick game I was like what I just paid $30 for MSG plus like a moron mm. hate to see it hate to see it now our next story. Alyssa Milano has been blasted for attending Pricey Super Bowl 2024 with son after asking for money for his baseball team. So she took her son to the Super Bowl, what, a week after posting online asking for donations for his baseball team. Yes. She shared a photo of her and her son. His name is Milo from their seats at Allegiant Stadium. She said, my buddy, hashtag mother's on love, mother son love. Mother's on love, yeah. Mother son bond. Super mother's Bowl. on bond. Mother's, I mean, it's, there's it a, could, there's no knowing what she meant. It's a palindrome. Yeah. Um, and then people were quick to take to the comments. This is what the GoFundMe was for because she had just put up a GoFundMe for his her son's travel baseball team of fun so that they could travel to a game or whatever. Now, this is so layered. One, I actually saw an amazing TikTok. A content creator went to the Super Bowl and asked like random people how much they paid for tickets. And it was okay. just like, wasn't celebrities, it was just regular folk. I think the cheapest one I saw a lady said she spent $8,500. Everyone else was $13,000, $12,000. This article says that the cheapest tickets that were ever able to purchase were $2,000. That's insane. Um, so just like keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, I, and this always, I'm always going to reference when Lady Gaga did it, her dad's restaurant, which 
is actually pretty popular. It's in Grand Central Station. It's like an oyster bar. Um, there was a fire or something. There was a go- or was it COVID? Something. There was a GoFundMe made for this restaurant, which, you know, of course, sounds like a nice thing. But when you realize the owner's, you know, daughter is Lady Gaga, it's like, girl, I think they were trying to raise like 50 grand. Like Lady Gaga could fart 50 grand. So it was just people were, you know, rightfully questioning it. It is a weird thing that celebrities should not do. Like when, even when they post like GoFundMes for like, I, I remember I feel like Kylie just did it. Yeah, for her makeup artist. Makeup artist, there was Megan Fox. Yes, posted the one. Nail, her nail artist. I think now that we're looking at them at a glance, I think that it's different when it's someone you're related to versus of course a friend like a I colleague. think Lady Gaga like help out your dad of course Alyssa Milano and also it's like when you think about Alyssa Milano's son's league the people who probably play in the league are of similar ilk yeah to Alyssa Milano like it's based on like neighborhood and stuff like it's a nice I'm sure it's a nice league no but it's like everybody has their kids baseball league that they're raising their money for and they don't ask Alyssa Milano to contribute <laughs> to it <laughs> no it's so true it's like, it's wrong. It's wrong. candy bars. Like, don't use your mom's Instagram. It's wrong. Like, it's just the, unnecessary. Especially given these dark economic times. Like, read the room, Alyssa but Milano. Like, I don't know how much money Alyssa Milano does or doesn't have. Like, I don't think she can just, like, pick up the tab for the whole baseball team. So, I'm glad you brought that up. But, because like, don't bring it to people who have their own baseball teams to worry about. Alyssa Milano herself is, like, currently, is she the most booked actress on the planet? No. She has a lot of, you know, prior success. She does get booked a lot. And I do believe she has a very successful husband. Okay. He's like a Hollywood agent. Okay. So this is not someone who's having trouble making ends meet. And also, you know, she's like social media queen, like always like coming for people. She should read the room like a little bit, like, you know, take the temperature, think to yourself, take a step back. How would it look me, a big Hollywood star asking my Twitter followers for money for my son's baseball team? Like, right. And then it's also... So you have to measure like the relation to the celebrity and also the cause. Right. It's not, you know, a hurricane rebuilding. It's not, it's your son's baseball team so they could stay at a five-star hotel. Like it's really, it is beyond out of touch and it's hilarious that people are like, now it's entirely possible. I think a lot of celebrities who went to the Super Bowl spent no money. Well, so this is separate. I just, that was about the yes. on me in general, you know, it's not right. It's not right. Yeah. But it's also like, say the team's putting together a GoFundMe. They're trying to get outreach oh, we have someone who has a big social media account. Maybe she could post it, but it's still like, why it's should wrong. other people pay for your kid to play baseball? It's like, wrong. No, they shouldn't. Wrong. So it's wrong. Also, after like, evaluating, if your kid really wants to play baseball, like there are leagues that require no travel. After evaluating all of the elements. Wrong. It was a wrong to post. But as Even though I still feel like the Megan Fox thing, especially different. once she explained, explained it, I think it was okay. I agree. Even it's different. It, even though... It didn't really work out. I don't know how much, how successful it was. It's but I different. understand the inclination. Every situation, it's situational. So it's situational. we're talking about this particular situation and it's wrong. As it pertains to the Super Bowl, I don't think these two things are like immediately in conflict with one another, but it does just like highlight to people. Like it's weird. What the first thing, like let's say you wake up one day, you see Alyssa Milano posting on social media asking for money. And then later that day, you see her at the Super Bowl with her son who she was raising money for. When the Super Bowl has been historic in its expenses and it's in Vegas and there's private jets and suites and tickets. Like, it's weird. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah, it was already wrong and then this just like makes it look worse. But on it, but if you dig deeper, it's like she probably didn't pay for tickets. I think most celebrities didn't. Um, and it doesn't add or take away from the fact that the initial GoFundMe was just not necessary for her to post. Of course, these two things like are, are just separate. Yeah. But I could. But when put together, it looks hella weird. Yeah, but 
It's crazy how much the Super Bowl tickets were. We were saying, like, everyone in that stadium is a millionaire. Jackie said during, it was actually a great call. During the Super Bowl, she was like, because we were talking about, like, how expensive it was and, like, how there, there was, like, a, they had to almost close down the private airport because there were too many private planes coming in. And Jackie was like, so was everyone in that stadium, like, even at the tippity-tippity top, like, a millionaire? Like, so regular fans can't just, like, get a ticket. And you know what? Actually, I saw um, Girl Boss Town actually posted about this. How, like, you know, because it was in Vegas and there was that big Fanatics party. And, like, Fanatics is a company for the fans, right? And then it's, like, big celebrity party. And it just felt so, the Super Bowl felt so, like, not for the fans. Yeah. And the tickets being $10,000, like, if you, like, especially when I think about people who, like, from the Bay Area who, like, have just been waiting for this. Like, they never get to the Super Bowl. The Kansas City fans are spoiled. But, like, people who just, like, love football. And how, and they live pretty close to Vegas. It's not a terrible flight. How inaccessible it was for, like, the real true football fans. Like, it really does suck. And how companies like Fanatics that are built for the fans, having, like, Tom Brady and Kim, like, at their parties, it's, like, it, like, kind of sucks. Yeah. It, it, it was a good point. And so, you're right. Like, everyone in the stadium being, like, a millionaire, even though I do think some people, like, literally spent, like, their savings on a ticket, which is insane, too. Um, it shouldn't be like that. And she was saying how it would, would be a really good opportunity, like, next Super Bowl for any company, but she was talking about Fanatics, Girl Boss Town, to, like, do a commercial or, like, a giveaway, like, Really bring the real fans, like bring like the OG people who have been the 80 year old men who have never seen their team in the, the Super Bowl. I like, agree. And I, I'm sure there were some people in the stands who want a giveaway, but like, how do you do a giveaway on a large scale? No, of, like, I don't know. I want hundreds of fans. Yeah. No, but like, how do you also ensure like when the tickets go up for sale that like you're getting like the people who've waited years and years and years to like see their team in the, in the Super Bowl? Like that part kind of sucks. I feel like each team could have, you know, like a pool reward you know if you've been signed up with the team you've bought mer like over the years they know you and you get like pre-sale like how taylor swift would do. right like and you get face value tickets yeah it's interesting like that part like kind of sucks yeah and it's so great that everybody's like kind of obsessed with football right now yada yada but they're like you know they're i think of like old men who've been watching the same team for like 50 years and they finally get to see their team in the super bowl and like going isn't even an option yeah sucks yeah it's gotten a little too a little too big big our next story are you ready for it mm -mm. and mm -mm. no she's not ready mm -mm. i'm so sorry la well take the time that you need to get ready and say what you need to say get it off your chest i don't need to get ready i stay ready today's episode is brought to you, you by, <laughs> by robin hood did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement you can still have an ira Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, there's no cap on the 3% match. So Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th, so get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply, and now for some legal information. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Today's episode is also brought to you by Cygnos. So the CDC estimates that there are approximately 96 million American adults, more than one in three that have prediabetes. And of those with prediabetes, more than 80% do not know that they have it. 
So a healthy weight allows your insulin to work more efficiently and can help keep your blood sugars within normal range. A healthy diet and regular exercise are the best ways to help you bring your blood sugar levels back to a healthy range. And Cygnos can help you short circuit this cycle by using data directly from your body to design a weight loss plan that's unique to your lifestyle. So Cygnos is the only company that combines a CGM, which is a continuous glucose monitor, with an AI-driven app to to deliver real-time glucose monitoring for optimal health and weight management. With Cygnos, you can literally see which foods are causing your blood sugar to spike above reasonable levels and get real-time alerts to do a bit of exercise to bring them back down. So learn the difference between stress eating and physical hunger. You can better manage your energy throughout the day and better sleep at night and meet your weight loss and health goals too unique to you and your data. So Cygnos removed the guesswork of weight loss and provided us with the tools and knowledge that you need to develop healthier habits. It combines your data from the glucose monitor, the CGM, Continuous Glucose Monitor, and with an AI-driven app to deliver you real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for toasters. Go to Cygnos, S-I-G-N-O-S dot com and get 20% off select plans by using code TOAST today. That's Cygnos dot com, code TOAST to get 20% off select plans today, S-I-G-N-O-S dot com. Thank you, Claude. You're welcome. Our next story, Katy Perry is quitting American Idol after seven seasons. Wait, I didn't know that. I know. I didn't realize she was there for seven years. She made a low-key announcement on Jimmy Kimmel like last night. She said, this fall in September, I'm going to be doing this huge music festival in Brazil called Rock in Rio. So I think this will probably be my last season for Idol. What does that have to do with Idol? She probably couldn't do It's one performance now? I don't know. Okay. Objection. Relevance? I agree. Okay. I'm, she said, I mean, I love Idol so much. It's connected me with the heart of America, but I need to feel that pulse of my own beat. That I get. I feel like she has been It's the resting. best job for like a retired pop star. It's also, I think, the best job for a new mom. You know, you get to be in millions of homes. You don't have to tour. You make a lot of money. You and have you, a kind of a normal schedule. Nine to five. You yeah, don't really you go to the office. Leave LA. Yeah. It's actually probably been amazing for her. But, and I think she's been like laying dormant as a pop star just kind of being in like her happy married mom era. And maybe now like she's planning a comeback and you can't be on Idol and be like the most relevant pop star. You just can't. Like think about Lionel Richie. Luke Bryan's very much like in his sort of, he's definitely past his like crazy, you know, peak. And so she, I think it's kind of one or the other. Yes. Because the stability that Idol provides also keeps you too tethered. Yep. To be like the most relevant person on the planet. And no, and to be going here and there and doing touring. your song and touring and promoting and just showing up everywhere. Yeah, I think you have like to show up for this thing. In the seven years that she's been on Idol, she hasn't released an album, but she's released like a few songs. Like yeah. Harley's in Hawaii. Yeah, Daisy. Daisy. Like really like three or four, nothing major. And she does her shoe line. I think she's probably been in like her sort of like stable, normal girl era, but- that doesn't, that, you know, pop star can't can, can, can keep a good pop star down. Right. So then Jimmy asked, like, what did Luke and Lionel say? And she what said, say? she said, they'll find out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So end of an era. It is. I, I actually, think it was a good run for her. Even though she had a lot of controversies, this article, like, makes mention of, and we've spoken about a lot of like, them. Whatever. She actually had to take a hiatus at one point. Did because, she? Like, fans were saying that, like. When she told that mom to get back on her back? Yeah. No, to stop, to get off her back. Because <laughs> she already had three kids and she was like a really young mom. Okay, like it was a funny joke. Like everybody needs to calm down. And I do think that Idol needs a harsh critic. I'm sorry, the show does I not agree. work without one. And so even though when we analyze the, 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 the specific insults, it's like, oi, it's a necessary evil. I agree. And she wasn't even like mean at all, but she was considered like the Simon. It wasn't going to be Lionel and it certainly wasn't going to be Luke. 
But um, we, I have, you have to think about where Katy Perry was before she went on American Idol. Like, I think it was actually a life raft for her. It was really necessary. She was like a failing pop star. Like, she couldn't get arrested. Bon Appetit. Witness the album. The Blonde Buzz Cut. Like she was actually in a really bad spot. And I think American Idol was, I never would have expected her to stay as long as she did. I think she actually just ended up liking the job, but it really settled her. It got her into, you know, the homes of millions and millions of people. And I think it showed a little bit more of her quirky side. She took it too far sometimes, but I think it actually ended up being amazing for her. You have to remember where she was before. No, and as a huge Katy Perry fan, like at points she's been my Kelly Clarkson and where she was before Idol, like she was- not like I would not have listened to a new album from her like I was just so over her so I feel like even though I didn't even watch Idol this period has been really good because now I'm excited for whatever she does next if she were to put out like new music I would happily listen I've I've come back around on like appreciating her yeah she was like in kind of in like her Miley Cyrus and the Dead Pets era before Idol Idol gave her the opportunity to settle down she got married while she was on Idol she had a baby while she was on Idol she grew her hair out while she was on Idol she definitely like it was this sort of rebirth for her I'm sure she looks at the experience as kind of like saving her career a little bit. Yeah, and so overly positive. And you know what? You you can't stay there forever if you really want to be like, you know, it's funny how the voice is so different in the sense like you can be really hot and relevant and working and releasing new music and touring while also being on The Voice, whereas American Idol is really like a retirement show. Yeah. But you're right. They do need like a hard ass. I don't know who they're going to replace her with. And I do think that's interesting. If I was a pop star, I feel like it's the best job on the planet. You get paid so much money. Okay, but then just like you said, you're not super relevant and buzzy. Okay, you're not super relevant and buzzy, but you're super famous because you're in so many homes. You're on every like airport television. It's a different level of fame. It's not hot and buzzy and, you know, paparazzi, but it's like everlasting For fame. sure, but you wouldn't want the the buzz. I think if I had been Katy Perry and had been so high and so low, I would really, really like appreciate and respect the, the fame American Idol gives you because it's For so sure, but, normal. But would you be doing it? Would you continue or would you now I don't know. resume career? I could see her, you know, she's her kids maybe a little grown up now. I could see her wanting to get back out there. And as a fan, I'm ready for her to resume her career. For sure, for sure. But I do always think about how like, remember when X Factor was on and they had Britney and Demi Lovato? I, like By that, the way, two people who both hated the job. Hated, that's true actually. Couldn't have hated it more. But I think like if I could have, choose a job like that would be a job I would and also I love to like watch and hear people saying would you be a Simon of course what if they said like you have to be the Simon and you're gonna get backlash every week Mm. backlash is really hard to go through but like we'll stand by you because you need to be like you're not gonna be fired you won't be fired but like everyone will be mad at you cancellations right no all week getting backlash like it's not for the faint of heart you guys it's really and I feel like I'm so much better now than I was but I'm really not like great at receiving any sort of backlash. Like it still like kills me. I I don't know. It's a good it's a good question. And if we had more time, we could think about who would be the good replacement for her who also like needs to be tough. Who needs to be tough and somebody who maybe needs like a reprieve from the spotlight. Yeah. I feel like it might be like it would never happen ever, but we're just talking fantasy land. You know who I think would be great at it? who can get away with being tough and who definitely needs a break from like touring and can't really perform right now. Ari? Celine Dion. Oh yeah. Because of her accent, like she could say something mean. Yeah, true. And she can't perform because of her, like, and it's just a job where you just sit. Like, yeah. And she would be, and she would actually give very good advice. Yeah. Some people really need to be told, like, do not waste your time singing. Like it's not going to happen for you. Like go make a living doing something else before it's too late. You know who would also be good? I don't think she would do it though. Adele. Oh, she would be incredible. But she, 
she can't do it right now. She's no. not right for it. No, she's not right for Unless it. Unless they paid her $100 million. Yeah, but she likes what she's doing. She likes Vegas. She does. She's, when I went to go see her, she said, like, people think I don't like it because I had to, like, cancel the beginning or whatever. She's like, I love this. Like, I get to, like, raise my son Monday to fr- Friday and just take a 45-minute commute to Vegas. Like, she loves it. That's awesome. But she did also say um, at a recent show, I saw it made news, like, she's ready to do, like, a real tour. She, like, hates that people have to come see her and she can't go to, like, see people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I really, really am. Megan and Harry quietly launched the new Sussex.com website. Oh, my God. And we're going to- You know what's giving? What? The Togo. What did she have that blog the called? T- the Tig. The Tig. So oh they God. quietly launched- The Tig. Yeah. Their new website, Sussex.com, on Monday. The site encompasses the latest news about the couple, bios for Harry and Meghan, as well as links to their Archwell Foundation organization and Archwell Productions Hub. Okay, so, so it's like not like... No, no, no. But there's already controversy within the website because it's very interesting what they've chosen to call themselves. Well, it's interesting that their website is Sussex.com. And then if you look, so it's a picture of them overlaid with the office of Prince Harry and Meghan. So that's what they want to be known as. Okay, well, that's interesting because she doesn't have a title. And then it says the Duke of Duchess in Sussex. Oh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. But so people are mad they use the coat of arms. What's They're, that? Like the little emblem? This, this the... Um, emblem, symbol. Em, yeah, symbol. That's like their royal symbol. And it's like they're calling themselves the Duke and Duchess. There's no mention of the monarchy on the site. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I relate in the sense that like if I was Megan, like you bet your ass I'm still calling myself that. But like, is it respectful in terms of like that monarchy? Like should Harry know better? Probably. But- I don't know, like you could not get that title out of my cold dead fingers. No. Like, I'm sorry, you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't, but you also wouldn't have like relinquished it. Oh yeah, like that's the other thing. That's where Megan and I differ. Like I would have just like done anything to stay being a duchess and like living in a palace. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel this is kind of like the crux, I think, of a lot of the people's issues with Megan and Harry. It's that like they want to reap all the benefits um, but they did leave. And also, like, what is the official ruling? That's what I want to know. Does this break a rule? Are they allowed to call themselves this? Like, what is the royal decree? Yeah, I do not know. I do not know if when you abdicate your responsibilities, if you lose the titles. I okay, don't. Who's the last person who abdicated? What was his name? Wallace, King. his wife. Yeah. What was his name? Edward. What did they call him when he left? And he moved to Paris, right? Yes. So let's see. What did, like, when they would, you know... What did his website say? Like, yeah. I feel like there's no blueprint. The Duke of Windsor. So he- Well, he got demoted then. Hold on. Because they would have- Edward VIII, later known as the Duke of Windsor. Okay. So, but the thing is, at one point he was king. And it's like when he left, he didn't still stay Say calling king, himself right. king. Like Harry's prince and he left and he stays calling himself prince. Well, he, okay, wait, no. He left as, as Duke, no? No, he left as, he was king for six months. No, I'm talking about Harry. Oh, Harry left as Duke. Duke and Prince. So so him calling himself Prince, I think, is fine. Him calling himself Duke, actually. But he also left as Prince. He's always been a but Prince. But he's always gonna be Prince. Like Because why? Because I'm sure King Edward before he was king was Duke. He was a prince too. I don't know. It's confusing Dookie. and, I, and Dookie. I, I think it's also very like colloquial. Obviously Prince Harry is Prince Harry. Right. We're not calling him that like as a royal highness. We're calling him that because like his first name is Prince. What the hell is his last name? Like uh, Windsor. Mount Bountain Windsor. Right. And his then, first name Prince, last name Harry. So also Megan has chosen to become a one name wonder. I'm sure she's also struggling with a little bit of a branding Identity crisis because she's not Markle because she's married and she 
would take her husband's name because she took it's Sussex. So what is she, Meghan Mountbatten Windsor? Sussex <laughs> is also like their last name because Har- William and Kate are the Waleses. <laughs> Excuse me. It's low-key like kind of crazy. Like they don't have a name. They don't have a name. And so or, I no, think- they have they have a thousand names. I think thousands of hours of brainstorming went, went into, into this. this copy. I kind of love that she wants to be Megan, like Cher. Yeah. Like that's, that was a good call on her point, on her part. One name wonder. But like the thing and is- And they don't want to be Harry and Megan. They want to be Prince, prince Harry, Harry and, and Megan. The thing is- And also if he's a prince, then she should be a princess. A website isn't going to change like how the people talk. And the people call them Harry and Megan. And they do, when they speak about her individually, because she has such a fabulous name, stage name, Megan Markle, she's like, that is her name. Yes, it's not going to change how people talk, but it's interesting how they want to be spoken of. But I think the way people talk is like, when speaking of them together, they call them Harry and Meghan. When speaking of him, they call him Prince Harry. And when speaking of her, they call her Meghan Markle. I think that's like where we've all kind of landed. Yeah, but then on the site, on the menu, there's about, and then there's two different things you can click. Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex. Oh, she's totally dropped the Markle. Yeah. But she has that Markle sparkle. Megan hold the Markle. I think Markle is like a gorgeous last name. Like visually, it really does look like Sparkle. And then the percent, no, alliteration, Megan Markle. Yeah. It's great. No, it's very great. And then they have their bios It's here. very great. This is a long bio oh, wow. for Megan. That's just for Megan. Let's see his. I feel like if it can't fit on one page, you've got to shrink it down. That's like a resume. His is shorter. His is shorter. <laughs> That's funny. Um... The good thing is, like, this really means nothing. It's just interesting. It's a nice-looking site. Yeah, I know. Who did it? Article. Made by Article. Is the pow- That's what it's powered by. But I'm sure they have Is Article their company? No, I think Article is, like, a Squarespace type. It looks like because it's... Brand and digital for culture, commerce, and good. That's classic them. Totally. Like, sports salad. It envisions the digital experience from top down. Their services build better brands holistically across strategy, design, and development. I just want to say, like, the website is beautiful. And if I ever need a website made, like, I will be reaching out to article. Yeah, no. And they already have Megan and Harry, like, in On their, their promo. portfolio. I'm cracking up. Um, so those are the fast five. You really didn't need to know any of them. Um, but I had a good time. You know, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. The ends justify the means. <clears throat> love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I had a good time, too. I had a marvelous time doing the toasty thing. So that's our show. I had a marvelous time doing the toast with you. Oh, I think. No, I had a marvelous time ruining everything. everything. I don't know why it's. I had a marvelous time doing the toast. Be thing. Fine. Yeah. I'll accept it. It's fine. Um, So that's our show, you guys. Thank you so much. Sustained. Objection? Sustained. Relevance. We're such legal jargon girlies these days. I feel comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life. We always have. We always will. Always will. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast and Lana Morning Show. We deliver the positive stories. You need to remember to the Friday on YouTube. Support you on YouTube. Please subscribe because this video thumbs up. We're also available as podcasting. We're podcasting down. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iTunes, Podcast. Find us at Toast and Fast Review. I bet a beautiful setting and wickedly talented we are. Without further ado, we bid you adieu. Love ya. Bye.